Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's my senator. He's also a good friend. It's uh, Senator Ted Cruz. How are you, Ted? Good to see you. Bags, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm living the dream, man. You've got this new book out, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized Our Legal System. And I want to get into that full-throated, but I've got to ask you a question that I think America wants the answer to. Why did you break the view, Ted? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was about as much ridiculous fun as I think I've ever had. And and it was actually, it was a 24-hour period where the night before I went to Yankee Stadium to cheer on the Astros. Right. Uh, sat behind home plate in bright orange Astros colors. I, I will say more than a few Yankees fans suggested that that, that I do things that are anatomically impossible. Uh, and then the next morning I went on The View, and miraculously enough, the host of The View suggested I do the same thing. <laughs> Almost literally, maybe off camera literally. Um, when you went, out, Well, first of all, I'm a Yankee fan. I, I'm from New York originally. I've lived in Texas a long oh, time now. Heck, yeah, well, heck. Dude. Come on, well, now I'm pulling for the Astros now, of course. But um, right. uh, at the end of the day, when you go to Yankee Stadium, expect that. Even if you're wearing a Yankees yeah. jersey, they might tell you to go and do that. Um, so I'm glad that you were there showing the true colors. But when you sit down in the view and you're just smoking them, you're just giving them fact after fact, you're being calm, you broke Anna Navarro, the poor thing. Uh, Joy <laughs> Behar even yesterday said, uh, she said this, I did my research and in the major cities in America, crime is down 4%. Ted Cruz was on here last week and was lying about this. So you have broken them for more than a week now. Um, but the bottom line is, Ted, if crime is up 1,000% because of Biden and bad prosecutors and weaponizing the justice system, like you say, and, and it's down 4% in the past little while, it's still up 996%. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, it, it, it's real simple. And, and, and I can sum it up in two words. They lie. Yes. Democrats lie. The corporate media lies. Uh, When it comes to crime, it has skyrocketed under Joe Biden, and they're focusing on brief little squiggles after it's skyrocketing. We're looking at record high murder rates, record high carjacking rates. There are consequences when radical Democrats try to abolish the police, try to defund the police. When you have George Soros DAs, you mentioned my new book, Justice Corrupted, came out last week how the left has weaponized our legal system. There's an entire chapter in the book Justice Corrupted on on the left-wing policies that are resulting in skyrocketing crime. But look, the view can't actually address substance. So what do they do? They stand up and lie. You know, they also had, they had Chelsea Clinton on uh, to, to try to argue against what I said on the view. Um, I pointed out, you know, they do as they do with every Republican. Will you stand up and pinky swear that Joe Biden is <laughs> is legitimate and hunky dory? There was no fraud ever anywhere in the history of the world. And I'm right. like, uh, no. Why would I do that? Right. And and I pointed out, you don't do this to Democrats. And in fact, Hillary Clinton sat right here and said Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. And they all agreed with her. By the way, Stacey Abrams sat there right there and and said that that brian kemp had had stolen the election and they agreed agreed with her and and their response on the view was well well they were right i'm like oh okay so it's only illegitimate when republicans win but when democrats win you're not allowed to raise any allegations of fraud they said absolutely and they brought chelsea clinton in last week to say my mother never challenged the legitimacy (laughs) of the election and it's just it's not fibbing. It's not kind of sort of a little bit right or wrong. Yeah. It's a flat out lie. 
It is uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Make sure you go to uh, cruz.senate.gov. His brand new book is called Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized Our Legal System. And, and uh, Ted, I want to go back to that in a second. By the way, Chelsea Clinton said, my mother conceded the next morning. She is. T- if you asked uh, Hillary Clinton today if she lost in 2016, she'd say no. So I, I don't yep. care what she did the next day. At the end of the day, what you guys were going to do on January 6, 2021 was constitutionally legal and just challenge the electors. You weren't allowed to do that because people rioted and acted the fool and, and the whole thing went away. But we still know that there was fraud. Media says not widespread fraud. And maybe we could circle back to that in a second. But I want to go back to the subject of your book. Uh, I've got a guy not far from me in Bear County. His name is Joe Gonzalez. He is the DA. They actually primaried a very conservative DA in Nico LaHood, a guy that I, I introduced you to um, yeah. at one of your rallies, to get him out of the way. He was too conservative. He wanted to actually prosecute crime. This guy has seen crime skyrocket 30 to 40% just in the San Antonio area. And this is indicative of every left-wing Soros-backed DA across this land. Ted, I've, I've wondered this very simple question for a long time. You're a smart dude. Maybe you could answer it. Why do they want more crime? Why do they want criminals out of prison? Why does Soros want to see anarchy in the streets? Look, I, I don't know why George Soros does what he does. I can tell you the radical left, they're Marxists. That They are cultural Marxists and they're actual Marxists. So the radical left that's driving the agenda of Democrats in Washington They want complete open borders, which Joe Biden has happily given them. They want to abolish the police, which inevitably results in skyrocketing murders and skyrocketing crimes. And by the way, it results in more black lives and more Hispanic lives being lost because a great many minorities live in relatively low income, high crime areas. So when you pull the police out, when you weaken the police, they are disproportionately the victims of those crimes. Right. And, and there are two ways to abolish the police. One, you can go at them directly and frontally, which the Democrats have done. But secondly, you can go at them through the district attorneys, which George Soros and the Democrats have done as well. Because a DA, if you have a DA that says, I won't prosecute the following crimes, you have effectively legalized that conduct. And you've effectively abolished the, the police. Because if there's no prosecution, the police are no longer able to enforce the law. And this is not hypothetical. In, in the book, uh, Justice Corrupted, I walk through, for example, the, the, the Waukesha Christmas Parade murderer, that, that horrific crime. That individual, that deranged lunatic, had been in and out of jail repeatedly with a George Soros prosecutor, kept letting him go. Yeah. He had just days before that mass murder, He'd been arrested for running over a woman using the very same red SUV that would become the murder weapon. He was arrested for attempting to murder her, and he got a $1,000 bail, a slap on the wrist, and was released. And days later, he drove that SUV into a parade killing children, killing dancing grannies. It was horrific. It was wrong. It was preventable. And this has happened over and over and over again. Joe Biden nominated Rachel Rollins, a Soros DA in Massachusetts, who published a list of 15 crimes she would not allow her prosecutors to charge, including crimes like distributing drugs, not just marijuana, hard drugs as well, including trespassing, including theft, including resisting arrest. She is now the United States attorney for Massachusetts, and every single Senate Democrat voted to confirm her. I don't know why they are trying to tear down our society, but their policies are resulting in more murders, more rapes, 
more attacks and 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 society is is paying the price he's a great u.s senator it's uh, senator ted cruz his book is called justice corrupted subtitle how the left weaponized our legal system ted i want to offer up maybe an idea and tell me what you think about this do you think yeah. it could be they want lawlessness in the streets they want anarchy so they can say i'm from the government I'm here to fix it. Let me be your father. Let me be your God. Let me be your educator. Let me be the provider of food and water and drink and clothing. Then they have ultimate control on all of us. Can it be that? Look, there are a variety of motivations. There are certainly some. What unifies the left is they support government power. They want the government to have control over you, yes. over what you say, over how you worship, over how you live, over whether you get a vaccine, over whether you wear a mask, or whether you're allowed to go to church, whether you're allowed to open your business whether you're allowed to send your kids to school. They want control over all of it. That, that is the unifying theme among the left. That there are some that are just kind of blissfully naive, uh, and there are others who are explicit Marxists. One yeah. of the things I walk through in the book Justice Corrupted is the history of the Black Lives Matter organization that was founded by three trained Marxists who, who are seeking a communist revolution. And, and, and I walk through also, there's another chapter in the book, that explains critical race theory and the origins of critical race theory. It came from Harvard Law School roughly about the, the time I was a student there. It began with Marxism and what critical race theory does is take the analytical mode of Marxism, which divides the world on socioeconomic lines between the owners of capital and the workers, and it, it posits an inevitable conflict with, between the two that can only be solved by a revolution of the proletariat that forcibly redistributes wealth to everybody else. Well, what critical race theory did is it used that same analytical mirror, but instead of focusing on socioeconomic divisions, it focuses on race. And it posits that America is fundamentally and irredeemably racist, that, that, that there is an inevitable battle between the races. And the only answer is for government to forcibly discriminate and to redistribute. And, and instead of equality, which we all should support, what the Democrats support is a word that they euphemistically call equity, which means forcibly taking away from the people they don't like and giving to the people that they've decided to favor. And it's all about government power. And it, it is fundamentally dangerous. And this book, Justice Corrupted, is written to equip you, to give you the information on what's really going on, to give you the facts that go around the corporate media. You know, you talked a minute ago about January 6th. Um, and the objections. I walked through the history of the Democrats who objected in 2000, who objected in 2004, who objected in 2016. Democrats have objected at every Republican presidential victory in the 21st century. I walked through that history, but this book also, Joe, is the first behind the scenes account from a direct participant in the events of January 6th. On January 6th, I was standing on the Senate floor leading the senators and objecting to the certification of the election and calling for the appointment of an election commission. I walk people through what happened Good. behind closed doors. And I also walk people through President Trump calling me and personally asking me to argue the case before the Supreme Court had the court taken that case. Right. And I'm glad that you do, because a lot of people forget the fact that Joe Biden benefited from January 6th. Donald Trump yeah. didn't. Joe Biden uh, and Nancy Pelosi effectively were able to stop the legal constitutional challenges that you guys were bringing. Those were legal and allowed. By the way, I'll just name one guy, Jamie Raskin, who was the lead attorney in the impeachment of Donald Trump, was one of the people that challenged electors in 2016, the electors yeah. in Florida, um, uh, because he didn't want Donald Trump to win. So it is 
is a legal thing to do, but now it's called an attack on democracy. It's Ted Cruz. Get his book. It's called Justice Corrupted, a very good read. I, I can't wait to read that part where you walk us through January 6th. But now that I've mentioned uh, that Joe Biden benefited, Joe Biden suddenly is going to do a speech tonight, Ted. And the speech tonight is going to attack Mega Mega. I don't know what Mega Mega or Ultra Mega or Mega Mega is. I don't know what all that stuff is other than Make America Great was just a slogan for a campaign in 2016. So anybody who voted for Trump um, now is, is somehow against democracy, is violent. It caused uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband to be, to be attacked. This is their October surprise. They're going to, to try to affect the outcome next Tuesday by saying you and I and anybody who's a conservative or a Republican in the country is somehow violent and nasty and mean and against democracy. What's your response to that? Well, you know, I do wonder if they're going to bathe him in red light again and make him look like Emperor Palpatine. I mean, right. that was really one of the more frightening moments of, of, of politics. And, and on a serious note, in that speech, and I assume in the speech tonight, what Biden did is something really significant and, and, and new. It is not uncommon for political candidates to demonize their opponents. It's not, it shouldn't be surprising for Joe Biden to describe Donald Trump as an SOB. It shouldn't be surprising for Trump to describe Biden as an SOB. That, that's been part of politics as long as there have been elections. Right. What Biden is doing is fundamentally different, though. He's not attacking Donald Trump. He's not attacking me. He's attacking the voters. He's attacking the tens of millions of people who voted on the other side. And when he gave that speech, that Emperor Palpatine speech in red light, he called everyone who voted for Donald Trump, everyone who voted Republican, he called us, quote, semi-fascists. When, when the governor of New York, uh, Governor Hockle, g- gave a speech and she said, if you support Trump, you're not a New Yorker, get out of New York. What an, what an offensive thing to say. Listen. The state of Texas, there are 30 million people in Texas. They're Democrats in Texas. They're liberals in Texas. It's my responsibility to represent them as well. I may not agree with them uh, on every issue, but it's my responsibility to fight to defend their rights, to fight to defend their liberties. And, and the idea that you have politicians so arrogant that they would demonize half of the country. It's like Hillary Clinton calling us deplorables. But, but that was an off-the-cuff. This is a deliberate, repeated strategy trying to otherize, trying to demonize half the country. And the result, Joe, is I think the American people are fed up with it. And yeah. I think on Election Day, we're going to see a red tsunami. No, I agree with you. I think it's going to be 53 or 54 senators, and it's going to be a bloodbath yep. over in the House. Uh, Ted, I appreciate what you do for our state and for this country. Go and get this book, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized Our Legal System. Everything that you just said is exactly right, and I can't wait to see your insight from inside on January 6th, exactly what was going down. Ted, thanks a million. Thanks, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Always a pleasure to have Ted Cruz on. He doesn't mince any words. And I do believe that he broke the view, to be honest with you. I mean, just yesterday we had that soundbite from Joy Behar, where she's still going on about Ted Cruz last week, said blah, blah, blah. And she's putting out fake numbers that she allegedly found somewhere. 
Um, I'm seeing a little more on what Biden had to say in his little speech. Biden's speech basically was, and Kerry's got some more on this too, Biden's speech basically was um, Republicans bad and they're violent and we somehow have to stop the violence or something and Republicans bad. I, I, I'm sort of, that's my, in a nutshell, but Carrie, you've got more specific things I would, I, I would assume. I do. Some of his quotes, uh, the president squarely blaming um, former President Trump, quote, American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refuses to accept the results of the 2020 election. He refuses to accept the will of the people. He refuses to accept the fact that he lost. He's abused his power and put the loyalty to himself before loyalty to the Constitution. Uh, he also said U.S. democracy is at stake as Americans vote in the midterm elections. We must vote knowing what's at stake and not just the policy of the moment, but institutions that have held us together as we've sought a more perfect union are also at stake. The president said during his remarks in Washington, D.C., and it is estimated there are more than 300 election deniers on the ballot all across America this year. We can't ignore the impact this is having on our country. It's damaging. It's corrosive. It's destructive. I want to be very clear. This is not about me. It's all about us. It's about what makes America, America. It's about the durability of our democracy. For democracies are more than a form of government. They're a way of being, a way of seeing the world, a way that defines who we are, what we believe, why we do what we do. There you go. So he attacked Trump directly, not surprised. Uh, they're calling people who had questions about the election, election deniers. Because I guess if you say election denier, I, I think we were also called vaccine deniers, weren't we? Something like Probably. that. And it turns out, well, well, you know, there's a lot of questions about the vaccine. It turns out we weren't denying incorrectly. We were denying because the vaccine has some issues. Um, I, I'm starting to think, I think it was Shakespeare that said, methinks the lady doth protest too much. And I might be saying it incorrectly, but it's that's the context of it. In other words, if you keep on protesting, you keep on saying, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you start thinking, well, why, why do you keep saying that? I think they're afraid that people are going to start figuring out that 2,000 mules is actually telling a true story. I think they're afraid people are going to start figuring out that if there was a privately bought Dropbox that wasn't approved by the state legislature, that it was illegal to count any votes that were in that Dropbox. They're trying to, six days before an election, scare people into not voting the way they wanted to vote. And it's not going to work because those of us who know who we want to be representing us are going to vote the right way. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is The Joe Pags Show.